So what should you do if a stock goes up significantly? Should you hold it, buy some more, or sell it? Well, that's the topic of this week's podcast. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Sveck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks, and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom, how to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Sveck. So today I'm recording this from our co-working space here in Blenheim, Ontario, Canada. It's a beautiful, small, historic co-working space. We have four uh, workstations plus a meeting room where I'm coming from today. Uh, to describe it briefly, we have a great deal of um, recycled um, wood that's used for the uh, co-working space stations and uh, recycled barn board where we have a beautiful barn board door to here in the meeting room and also to the table that my mic's sitting on. So I wanted to come in here today on a Saturday because there's uh, members usually don't come in on a Saturday plus it gives me a chance just to experience the what I call the calming vibe and let the creative juices flow. When we look at stocks and if you've you know this week I had a decision to make because I've been successful with a number of the stocks I have invested in it, even though I want to keep them forever, sometimes it becomes compelling from a, you know, balancing out standpoint, should you take some of those stocks and, and sell some or hang on. And I'm thinking today of two particular stocks that I, I, I worked on this week. One is a bird construction and I recommended it at around $5 and probably 10 cents. I started buying. Uh, remember, you should only purchase after talking to your financial advisor. I'm simply telling you what I'm doing, and certainly uh, everybody's situation is different. So, I'm, 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 as again, you know, I'm using the podcast to explain what I do. So, I, I bought Bird at about 510. It hit six, I think six and a half this week. It was up about 35%, plus it pays a great dividend. So, the question is what to do with that one. The other one is uh, Nova Leaf Health. I purchased at 20 cents probably a year ago. It's a home health care company. Uh, this week they're at 39 cents as they announced uh, more acquisitions and it's a, it's a growing industry of home care. So the question is, what do I do with those? Now, generally I would hold on forever, but when prices go up significantly, I'd take a bit of profit just to sort of offset the balancing. So what I did with bird construction is I sold about 500 shares and with, um, Nova Leap Health, I sold about 8,000 shares, um, wanting to keep uh, a significant amount uh, of over 50,000 shares for the portfolio. So I'm going to keep them long term. So my philosophy when, when stocks go up significantly is I might take a bit of profit. There's nothing wrong with taking a profit. Um, it's important to occasionally do that, but still keep the same balance because, you know, nothing has really changed in the stocks. Um, the market overall has been interesting. It's been uh, continuing to go up despite what's happening in the United States and uh, the sign in Canada. One disturbing sign in Canada today I read that uh, I believe it's CP Rail is lay laying off 1,600 workers because of the reduction in demand. And they're talking about uh, trade issues, but that to me smells a little bit like a problem with 
the overall economy. So I'd be cautious right now. Um, keep your cash, build up some cash, but also look for drops to buy some of those great companies. One striking thing, I was out in the East Coast and uh, with family and, and, and we really have, you know, people talk about China trade and trade with America. We have a problem in Canada with trade between provinces. And let me give you a quick example. Um, out, out in Nova Scotia, we, we stumbled upon, uh, you know, a, a great glass of wine and we wanted to bring that wine to Ontario. I wanted to order a case or two for the seller and for special occasions. And I learned very quickly again that it's illegal. You can't, the, the, the vineyard or the, the specialty wine store cannot ship you a wine from one province, at least in this case, Nova Scotia to Ontario. Now, I understand BC has some restrictions pulled on that so you can get some BC vineyards to do that, but you can't do it from Nova Scotia to Ontario. So let's think about that for a minute. Within our own country, we have significant trade barriers. We also have significant barriers to professionals. So different professionals who may be able to work in one province, say Quebec, are unable to work in Ontario because they would need to relicense for their uh, profession in our province. It's, it's frankly ludicrous. And I think it's part of what, when we talk about, you know, 1,600 people being laid off because of trade barriers, we should also look at our internal systems and try to figure out uh, what's happening so that we can improve those kinds of uh, those kinds of barriers that are stopping us from uh, expanding our economy. So in looking at uh, that situation, you want to invest in companies who really don't have to worry about, you know, borders as much and boundaries. And, and when I look at construction, bird construction, I also look at uh, Nova Leap Health, who is a home care company. Nova Leap has their um, offices in Eastern Canada, but also in the United States. So there's no problem with their expansion anywhere in Canada. And a bird construction is quite expert at working across the country on different developments from Halifax all the way out west. So it, it, it's important to think of when you invest companies that don't have to deal with provincial barriers. Uh, some time ago, as an example, I had invested in um, a liquor stores. There were private liquor stores on the west coast seemed like a great idea and um, did well for a while until I did the same kind of analysis and realized that they're they're very much based on the political whims of a government, provincial primarily, and they're not able to expand in other parts of the country quite easily. When I was in Vancouver, uh, family, we were at a, we went to the Grey Cup some years ago. Um, they had stores on the corner there, I believe, and they're also in Alberta. And, and that's where the thought came up to invest in that company because it was a it's a great concept. Basically, it's a private wine store or a liquor store where uh, the company is able to bring in, you know, certain wines and efficiencies and so on. Now, I'm a believer in Ontario of our LCBO. I, th I think it's a it's a business that the province, I believe we as taxpayers make over a billion dollars in the business. And it, and it has a very good infrastructure. Uh, what it lacks is some of the technology and the flexibility, and I think that's imposed on it by provincial barriers. So hopefully soon that will change. But back to our investing. So when it comes to investing, please have a look at those barriers. And when it comes to your portfolio, I, I believe if you believe a company is great, just like a real estate property, unless the valuation is so incredibly out of line and, and things have just got absolutely out of hand as far as pricing. I think even in those cases, you do retain some, 
But my philosophy, and I'm just telling you what I do, is to pare back a bit, take some profits, uh, take the cash, looking for other opportunities, or perhaps uh, waiting for a market decline and buying back into a stock that, that has uh, gone up significantly. So that's my two cents on what I'm doing when a stock goes up. Um, if you want to let me know, just simply go to uh, our Facebook page, uh, Strength Money Advice, and, and let me know what you think. Uh, a couple of ideas. I, I just want the co-sharing, co-living um, idea has really blown up in the world. I was listening to a couple podcasts on the treadmill today about that, and there seems to be a, regardless of the problems with WeWork. And if you haven't followed WeWork, WeWork is an office concept. It is, um, you know, a hundred times larger than anything I'm sitting in right now. They may they may you know rent ten thousand square feet in Toronto and rent out cubicles for three, four, five hundred dollars a cubicle per month uh, in a hot desk, as they call it, where you're sitting around a bunch of people to work. They're having significant difficulties. I think they just lost another billion dollars. But despite those realities and those, you know, those types of situations, the co-working, co-living, um, different provinces are trying and municipalities are trying to fight back on Airbnbs which have provided incredibly uh, a good housing for many people of a short and long-term nature. I'm also involved in that as a, a private investor in, in our company. We, we have uh, now two of those that we're uh, sort of fine-tuning our process and procedure with just to see if it's something we're going to do long-term. So that's a bit of a rambling about what's happening. This is, um, you know, middle November 2019, and I wanted to sort of just sort of update you. Um, Next podcast, uh, I'm going to talk some more about basically the result of what's been happening with, uh, you know, economics and politics, if there is such a thing that, that is linked. Um, I still believe that the process of investing in real estate primarily is a very, very micro type of situation where you really want to learn the communities you're in and the municipal governments to see if they're friendly or not to a building and then make those decisions. So uh, next time I'm going to explore that a little bit more about the, the, you know, the importance of looking at real estate as a microclimate. Now listen, I hope you have an amazing week or two. I look forward to logging in next time with another podcast, perhaps here from the co-working space, where we're going to make some more exciting announcements next week about new members that uh, basically put us in a waitlist position. Just as a final, please, uh, if you're interested, go to Mr. Money Mustache. He's an inspiration to many of us who, who um, are involved in this co-working or community idea and also can help you uh, look at ways to save money and best so you can retire at an early age. Have an amazing week. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com.